Oh, man, I'm so tired of these scientists telling me how to live my life. What do they know anyways? Excuse me there, fella. Couldn't help but hear you complain about scientists. Yeah, I'm tired of them acting like they're better than everybody else. Well, let me tell you, buddy. I think I might be able to help you out here. Oh, yeah? How so? Well, buddy, what if I told you that scientists have been hiding the true nature of the world from you for hundreds of years? I wouldn't be surprised. Aha, perfect. All right. Well, then what if I told you the planet wasn't actually round? I mean, that. what? That's a pretty big lie. You're right. They are telling you a pretty big lie about it being round. Because the planet is actually, get this, pyramid-shaped. Oh, my God. That's right. The Earth is, in fact, one elaborate pyramid-shaped pyramid that that we all walk on all the time. Now, it's an upside-down period. That pyramid, that's why we don't fall off of it. Of course... You know, which way is up and which way is down? Who knows? Maybe we're on the bottom of the pyramid, right where the global elites want to keep us. Oh, my God, that is where they'd want to keep us, right? Oh, man, I wish there was something I could do about this. But there is. What? That's right. That's right. I've got a book here for you, fella. A book... It'll tell you the truth of it all. Oh, my God. That's right. Pyramid Earth, the book. Learn the truth about our mysterious planet. Why do you think all the ancient civilizations built pyramids? Uh, Because it's the natural shape of the world. Obviously. Oh, my God. It makes so much sense when you bring it in line with those historical facts. It doesn't it? Oh, man, I got to buy this book. Well, I'd, well, I've got a great deal for you today. Oh, yeah? Give me $500, and I'll give you not just a book for yourself, but also enough books to sell downstream to all of your friends and family. Doesn't that sound great? Sign me up. Is is anybody watching us? I don't think we've attracted any attention at this flea market. Welcome to the show. All right. Welcome to Ruben Uncut. Today, I have a learned man of science with me. Please welcome to the show, my brother, Dr. Raphael Ryan. How are you doing this evening? Oh, you know, just trying to survive living in Texas. Yes, quite scary. It is. <laughs> it truly is the Australia of America. What does that mean? Just... Big and sandy and scary. And makes you think of Mad Max for no reason. I thought we were talking about some kind of like political lean between Texas and Australia. I'm like, that might be a a reach. 
I mean, the only thing I'm super aware of them having in common is racism. Well, I mean, most places have that in common. Uh, <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. What, what's funny is I am told by people who are who play games with Australians online that they uh they they apparently don't think of themselves as racist, but if you bring up the aborigines of Australia, they will suddenly reveal their racism. Hmm. But in the in the meanwhile, they're like, Oh yeah, you Americans are so racist. I but... worked with an Australian uh person when I was in Kentucky and uh I never thought to bring that up, but she didn't seem racist. Maybe she's hiding it. Kind well, of yeah, that. You, people don't seem racist until you figure out who they're racist to. Yeah. Yeah. M- most people are uh holding some kind of bad faith viewpoint or indoctrinated viewpoint of some type or just I'm an idiot viewpoint. What I think is what I think is really interesting, because uh, a weird history effect I learned recently is I, I don't know I think it's interesting that this doesn't get brought up more is that like uh Viking society had like a had like weird caste systems just like uh just like we talk about like uh places like India having and whatnot. I had no idea about that, but I mean Well specifically it was like based on your appearance, like Blonde, blue-eyed people were the top of um, of Scandinavian society. Uh, dark-haired, dark, dark-eyed people were in the middle, and, and redheads were at the bottom Fucking of society. Redheads. They were associated with being untrustworthy uh, and connected to Loki. Uh, so they they were the members of society where it's like, no, you guys suck. So that's weird. I mean, I kind of expect most of those, like, I guess, ancient or whatever you want to call it, cultures that have some kind of screwed up, like, system to keep people in line. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, we still got stupid shit going on, but I didn't know that about the redheads. Redheads have been persecuted for millions of years, apparently. Mainly by the sun. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you count Ireland, that's as as redheaded. That's certainly accurate. Um, man, there's a bunch of redheads over there, man. I can go over there and blend in. Apparently, Actually, Scotland has the most redheads in the world. Oh, really? Uh, although technically, also, you know, uh, colonized. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that going on over there. But uh, so so you, of course, like I said, you're a doctor. Yeah, uh, let's wh- be clear on this. Yeah, let's no, tell people what you're a doctor of. Yeah, I'm I'm no MD. I can't diagnose shit, or I'd be diagnosing myself probably, and that'd probably be bad. No, I just have a PhD in inorganic chemistry. It's not that bit big of a deal. I'm sorry. What kind of chemistry? Inorganic. So, like, organic deals with like carbon-based molecules so most of the things in your body so there's overlap between organic and uh, biochemistry which deals with more like the reactions happening in your body and then inorganic chemistry deals with stuff that's not carbon-based there's some uh gray area in there um but most uh inorganics really like looking at metals as well as lots of other types of uh non-carbon things like sulfur compounds and phosphorus so like minerals 
Yeah, minerals, but I mean, you know, I was never looking at really hardcore like what's in fluorite, you know, like like the rocks that people like. But there would uh, be some crossover with that, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those people, people who like understand that stuff are definitely looking at uh, parts of inorganic chemistry, just the uh, like those, a lot of those are crystalline solids, so they they pack in ordered uh, arrangements in that solid. Excuse me, I'm going to burp all over your podcast. That's okay, um, I do it all the time. Oh, good. I I try to ca- I try to catch them in the edit, but I <laughs> you know, can't get them all. My burping edits. Uh, in so, the early yeah, episodes, so... I kept them in, but they were. I discovered that when I was editing them, they were hard for me personally to listen to. So I, <laughs> so wow. I like I. I don't. There might be some people who like hearing it, but like I don't know. There are people who like hearing you burp. You get them to pay you money. Uh that's right. If you Just want like access to photos. The... That that's right. If you want access to the episodes with uh with with all the burping kept in, you gotta subscribe. But yeah, anyways, for for the rocks, there's a lot of inorganic chemistry because a lot of what's in those rocks it are metals. Um, people don't understand that most of the elements in the world are metals. Um, they don't understand that. Pro- well, they don't understand because they're not chemists. But in general, people don't think about that because. Human body uses metals, but, you know, proteins, DNA, carbohydrates, all that kind of stuff you find in your body, that's almost all carbon-based. There'll be metals thrown in here and there, but it's it's primarily carbon-based, so. Now, now, are gas, now gases, are those carbon-based? No. Okay, so. Carbon, carbon-based, well, okay. Let me, let me can there be carbon based yeah gas? let me let me rephrase that sure gases no they're not carbon based so stuff like helium hydrogen oxygen nitrogen argon krypton uh those other ones those are as pure forms they are not carbon based you can take some of those elements and how to put this in non-jargon you take those elements and form new compounds with carbon, or some of them at least, but then they no lo- they're no longer gases because the structure of pretty much all elements, molecules, macromolecules, pretty much everything, structure of it dictates its properties and its function. It's kind of like pants. You have specific molecules like pants that you as far as pants go, you put them on, but they do a different function because they have different structure than socks. So, okay, I think I'm with you. So with you. some molecules like DNA is going to be the genetic code of life, and then other molecules like uh, Prozac, you know, it's a drug. It's going to do very different thing. And the reason they're different is because of their structure. So structure and function are inherently uh tied together for chemistry for everything for biological uh stuff for like the liquid crystals inside of your phone screen for uh concrete you know there's actually a lot of chemistry and like paper making there's all kinds of stuff out there and you can always do it better apparently um but yeah so gases as as pure gases let me let me back up there are gases that are carbon-based. 
like carbon dioxide, uh, carbon dioxide. They're not usually considered organic molecules, though. That's where the gray area comes in. Those are usually like these pseudo inorganic things because there's no hydrogens involved. So under some definitions, you need like the hydrogens or at least a nitrogen or something involved in your organic molecules. But like I said, structure and function are tied together. You can make metal compounds that are gases that you can breathe in metal shit. Um, I I know some about that. Like, I know that there are specifically some metal gases that'll just, like, you can put them in your food, but if you breathe them in, you'll kill you instantly. What, what metal gas are you talking about? <laughs> uh, like, uh, titanium dioxide, I guess. It's not a gas. But I mean, like, if it were, like, aerosolized. You're not Yeah, to... I'm, I'm talking about compounds that are, like, legit, like, volatile. And, like, okay. titanium dioxide is, like, paint, like, on walls. They use it to whiten stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking stuff like there's a compound called nickel carbonyl. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what it is at standard pressure and temperature. If it's a volatile solid or it's a straight up gas. I'd have to look that up. But when it does like vaporize or I th- I'm pretty sure it's on the volatile side. So you can breathe it in. It's super poisonous. You can't smell it. It's colorless. So it's actually kind of a problem. And one place that people kind of seen potential for generating this is in e-cigarettes and vaporizers. Because the filament on some of those is nickel. And when you burn shit, you form the carbonyl that I talked about. And the name of that compound is a carbon monoxide molecule. So you have the metal and you have carbon monoxide from burning, you know, God knows what they put in vape pens. Um, might as well just smoke cigarettes if you ask me some days. But you, you put those together, and you, there are some preliminary, preliminary studies saying that you could be generating this car, uh, nickel carbonyl compound. The question then becomes, is it in a concentration that's like going to be harmful either acutely, like right away, or like over time is going to mess you up. And I, I don't think they know that um, yet. And I'm not even sure how well confirmed this nickel carbonyl generation is. I'd have to look into that too, but it's definitely something I know I've met people who are actually studying is like, what is happening to this filament when you're heating it up, which reminds me of a, a vice show from like 10 years ago. That dude does all the drugs. He went to Africa because they were getting high off of like HIV medicine by smoking it. What? Yeah, look it up. I do not remember that guy's name, but he does. It, he he's a dude who worked at least worked. It's been a while since I looked it up. He worked for the Vice like YouTube channel. Does he have that show on Hulu, uh, Pharma Pharmacopia or something? I think so. But I'm not positive. Like I said, I can't remember the name. Anyways, he went over to Africa and was looking talking to these people about smoking these HIV medicine medicines or medicine i should say i think it's only one and uh what they realized is like when you burn molecules things happen to them they change they react they transform so the molecules they are actually taking into their body we don't have any idea what it does to a body because they've never been made and isolated and tested 
Whoa. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, all these people who want to smoke like the spice and this fake marijuana bullshit. I say good luck with that. I'd rather go to prison for smoking weed and I don't even like smoking anything. Um, future employers, I do not do drugs. Um, <laughs> it's true. As far as I'm aware, my brother is a little square. Yeah, people are surprised by it because uh, I look like I do drugs. I just don't because I'm lame. Um, anyways, well, you all you, the you did at some point get into like like uh, making your own liquors though. That's that's technically. A, I never really made it, but I would definitely get into that. Like if I had more room and money and space, um, and time. That was that was supposed to be this third one, not money or room and space. Those are like the same thing. Anyways, for all these like synthetic drugs they're making, you're burning stuff. We don't, for most of it, I would bet money we don't know what it's turning into. Especially once you start like putting in vape pens where you get like propylene glycol, ethylene glycol, whatever they're putting in as a solvent. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you're just taking what you're like, you know, for like example, like CBD people or like the medical THC people who are doing these vape pens. I'm not positive, but I find it hard to believe they're burning straight like THC in those pens. There's something else. There's a carrier. There's a solvent that's dissolving that so it can be vaporized. And do we know what happens when you take THC and all this other bullshit and burn it at high temp and just, and, and what it does to your body? I'm guessing no, but that's not my field. Just spitballing here. No, I hear you. Uh, I, I, I've, I've been known to to use some some THC vapes here and there. Uh, I don't li- I don't care for them uh, myself, honestly. I'm a uh, Mister Natural, uh, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I will say that I. It, I'm glad it's at least getting regulated. Yeah, I think regulation, excuse me, I think regulation, like that type of stuff is really important, just like we probably need it on supplements and vitamins and things like that. Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, it's never like, happen if Dr. Oz wins. <laughs> As of this recording, the, the election is currently happening. That's why he's really running. Got to bring that shit up. Uh, no, but I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I'm skeptical of a lot of this, like all these synthetic drugs and all this stuff. Cause like some of those like synthetic drugs that, you know, aren't technically sold as drugs, people use them as drugs. Mm-hmm. And then the government comes in and they make that one illegal. And then people in like other countries, sometimes China, whatever, other countries have way looser laws on making molecules. Oh, yeah. They change like one part of that molecule and it's not illegal anymore and they send it back out. Oh, yeah. No. Like, I- what kind of craziness do you have to be to like try that shit? I, 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 <laughs> so like, I, I have actually like tried three different iterations of, uh, of synthetic weed and which is why I now can efficiently say, don't do that shit. Um, but in college they came out with like, it, they call it, it was K2. Yeah. I remember you talking about that back in the day. And like the thing about K two is that it was it was it was weak as hell, like it was very <laughs> mild. Like you would get buzzed for like a half an hour, 
and it was kind of like weed, but it would it would it would it wouldn't last as long. It was very kind of like alert. You didn't get as fuzzy. And then like like I I and then like I went uh, I went away. I forget what happened. I think I like graduated or something. And like I came back one summer, and my friends had started smoking this thing called King Cobra, and like like it it was so much stronger like unbelievably stronger like it freaked me out like me and some friends were smoked at one time and the one friend basically went into the bathroom and had a bad trip in the mirror and like i just kept asking people to check my pulse and they'd be like yeah no man you're fine and it's like oh legal but terrible then and when i lived in pennsylvania i was in a dark place and i tried something called uh uh, I think it was called Punch Out, uh, <laughs> or like Donkey Punch or something stupid like that, and that shit scared the living bejesus out of me. Like it did this weird thing where, like, there's like some part of your brain that has like cognitively disassociating you at at most of the time, like some part of your brain that puts on like the shield, so you're not like constantly focused on the fact that life is real. But this thing would like turn that shield off and you'd suddenly just be in the shower and go, oh, fuck, all of this is actually happening. I'm a real person and I'm in a shower right now. It was like, it's unsettling. Hated it. Uh, But yeah, so kids don't do synthetic drugs. And it does work exactly like that. In fact, they still have spice in Europe now. And apparently it's gotten to the point where like people are wandering around like zombies. Just trying to smoke spice. It's fucking ridiculous. No, I, I don't understand any of that stuff. And I partly blame, like, medical, uh, not medical, marijuana. Like, the fact that marijuana is illegal in so many places, it's like, you can't tell me that shit's better than smoking weed. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, that's not something for me. But if someone wants to do that, it's way better for someone to be smoking, like, some real weed than some kind of, like, cobra fuck monkey donkey mm-hmm. shit or whatever yeah i don't entirely trust this delta eight shit they've got now you know, i was just about to bring that up um i don't really understand really what delta eight if it's a certain way they're growing it or if they're modifying it or extracting but it, do you it, know there it must I, be something on the plant level unless it's totally synthetic i don't i don't know enough about it but i did read I did read part of a article that people were testing, like they were going to like whatever drug uh, gas stations or wherever the heck people buy that shit from. And they were like testing it and they were seeing like, there's so much like extra shit in those like Delta eights there. And so are like 4,000 other, like it's just full of other stuff. So that made me curious if it was supposed to be, like pure delta a thc or thc or if it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like delta eight uh plant i don't know that shit's big down here since you know it's texas and we're supposed to have freedoms but you know you still can't buy weed in here um and we're we'll let you, you have the freedom to die from having shitty health care or whatever um oh yeah so, so all the stories of texas are true i mean austin honestly is pretty cool i mean Everyone you meet from Austin who's been here, like who didn't grow up here, 
who like moved here, even if they've been here since like 1984, they'll tell me shit like, I miss the cool Austin. I missed it. I got here in 84 and it was all downhill from here. Like every single per- fucking person I've ever talked to, it's like, I got here in 2000. It's gone downhill. It's not cool anymore. Like all of them. You know, it doesn't matter if it was 1984. What? Because 19- I- Austin used to be like this little hippie haven. They had like. I'm What I'm hearing is, is this hippie El Dorado. Is that what I'm. Is that right? I, uh, I don't know what the El Dorado part of that means. Well, basically, it's a mythical city of gold. That... Okay, I got you. Um, maybe I'm sure it was pretty cool back in the '80s when our parents came here to see the dead. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess the the end of like the hippie era of Boston mm-hmm. was like 20 years ago or something. I'm told. I mean, now it's a lot of like tech bros and like people from fucking California. Like, man, fucking dating apps down here. Every like blonde hair chick who just moved here from California. I like yoga. I like sushi. I got a small yappy ass dog. Like they're all the same person. It's really weird experience seeing all that. I'm sure, you know, I I have a theory that on an individual level, I'm sure like these people have their, their more individual nuances. But like, I think, I think when it comes to dating apps and social media, people are programmed to, broadcast normalcy yeah probably especially on dating apps we're trying to like not be a freak or whatever and trying to like mm-hmm. be attractive to somebody you know i'm sure yeah i can be on there like i like when you lick my feet stick your finger in my ear you know like yeah i'm putting weird shit on, well okay some people do like I, I didn't even i didn't even just mean like the sexual stuff i i, I, I just have no creativity at all that's where i went i don't know that's not true. You're a very creative person. Well, okay, fine. Let me try again. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying you have to. I have Harry Potter sheets, and I play Quidditch on the weekends, and uh, like my asshole. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They could have like a weird favorite food or something like. Yeah, I mean, down here, everyone's like, I love sushi. And I'm just like, when the fuck is sushi is so popular? Fucking everybody. Actually, I, actually, actually, uh, sushi in America is actually part of a uh, Christian nationalist conspiracy. Have you ever what heard? Do you mean, what do you mean part? Like, Christian nationals ex- think it's some kind of conspiracy theory? No, or no. Christian you... nationals started a conspiracy with sushi? Uh, the second one. Just explain it. I don't, I don't Okay, care. have you ever heard of a group called the Moonies? Yeah. Okay, so part of the uh the Moonies uh or the Unification Church, which actually apparently has two branches now, uh in uh in, from Korea. Um although they ha they're all over Asia now apparently. Like uh uh Chinzo Abe, that guy who just got uh assassinated in Japan. Uh, he was part of their. He's he was a member of their church. Um, uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, which lines up, you know, he was because he, he was kind of a fascist. Uh, but uh, so one of the one of their tenant beliefs is that they want to bring all of mankind under. Uh, under they're called the Unification Church because their goal is literally one world Christian Christian uh, rule. Uh, and to just bring everyone into the religion, which isn't going great. Cause like I said, they now have two denominations 
uh because after the leader split <laughs> the one the one son had his own well, ideas yeah. that's hard for the course for religions so well we yeah know, no like, but like 300 denominations of christianity like none of them yeah. can agree on shit yeah but you you, you would but like it's it's ironic because you know their their stated mission plan uh but but um one of their go one of the things they do is they try to spread cultures from one country to another uh so they actually made a big push and i think it was either like the 80s or the 90s to start bringing sushi restaurants to america now i'm sure there's plenty of sushi restaurants in america that either um have nothing to do with them because they popped up out of the recognizing them as a market and i'm sure there were some sushi restaurants from just like cool old japanese people uh but they they really pushed the idea of making sushi uh, in America, like a very normal, like type of as common as going out to get Chinese food and stuff like that. Uh, With what goal? I mean, oh, well, sharing cultures over countries is part of their long term plan to get everybody in the same church. Which I mean, is not I don't hate that. I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate that methodology. Uh, but I mean, uh I feel like it's failing. I mean, at least the sushi part of that. I don't like how many people are like going to sushi places. Be like, you know what? I'm gonna go to church now. Like, I'm gonna go to this (laughs) random ass church from like these Korean dudes. I mean, I mean they they uh, I forget. I always forget which newspaper it is, but they own an American newspaper. Um, they were getting investigated in the eighties and Ronald Reagan was like, Hey, no, they're cool. Uh, and the, and the government left him alone. Um, but the the guy who started the church, like literally thought he was, um, the next Messiah. And that's usually uh, how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But, uh, the, uh, the, the branch, the, like the one that broke off with his, uh, one of his son's. Uh, broke off from the mainline uh, unit uh, church of unification to make his own. Uh, and the major difference is just his obsession with um, AR-15 assault rifles. Like he interprets the line in the Bible that says that Jesus came back with an iron rod uh, to be an AR-15. <laughs> And so they've incorporated AR-15s into like all their ceremonies and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's so, that's so post hoc and ridiculous. Like, you know, like, yeah, the Bible is just like this huge like, you know, you have people who want to read it like totally literally, and those people honestly might have the better approach to it because compared get, to that one, I mean, compared to that one for sure, that was crazy. Uh, but but like you either like you got to read it literally. You gotta get told what it means by some like preacher or something, or you gotta like go through and try to figure out what's metaphor. I mean, in fairness, there there are large portions of the Bible that blatantly tell you their metaphors. Or, by the way, that's what a parable is. Everyone who's listening, a parable is not a real story. Yeah, I'm not saying those don't exist. I'm just saying, like people will take like just throw away like huge parts of the Bible. And just like take all the good shit out of it when they could just be like, there's good shit in the world and I don't need like a Bible to tell me there's good shit because clearly they're already using their judgment to pick out what the good shit is. You know, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. 
I we mean, don't even not, talk about religion. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I, I, I'm generally cool with religions, generally speaking, but I have a, I have a, I have a pretty big problem with evangelicals, uh, specifically. Uh, but we, we don't have to talk about religion. We talk I've got whatever. so many science yeah. questions. As, I, as I, a science I haven't asked you yet. Um, so, um, so okay, so jet, jet air, man. No, no, I have. That's how you so run like, a podcast. I don't want to make this question too loaded. <laughs> Uh, cause I wanted to make it more personal, but I don't want to make that, make it more loaded. So you are someone I've always looked to when it came to sort of like scientific perspective on the world, because I knew you did more research than me. Uh, so that's for damn sure. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> so now when we were younger though, uh, you you had a lot of different theories that are not mainstream, and I want to ask. I'm just curious, which of them do you still hold with, and which ones do you now look back and go, "Yeah, that that was crazy." Now that you are a doctor who's gone through a lot of like scientific training and stuff, do you need reminders of some of the things? I don't know if I want reminders. Um, I think honestly, I, I mean, I don't. I think it's more, I think it'd be more interested in more interesting to just lay out like why I stopped believing some of it versus yeah, yeah, just no, like yeah, going, exactly. going through like, cause I don't remember everything and be like, you know, I still, I guess on some levels, I still think fasting has a place done correctly. Okay. And I'm not like talking to people like dry fasting where they're like, I'm going to stop doing anything. You know, I felt really good when I fasted on nothing but orange juice and maple syrup for a couple of weeks. Well, I'd be fat enough to do that again. <laughs> um, you know, like herbs at least have some rational basis in the fact that they ha- actually have chemicals in them and mm-hmm. could possibly do something. Lots of drugs come from plants. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like uh, homeopathy is like, I just can't see any way that's not bullshit. Chiropractic uh, work. I mean, there's a basic the, function to some of it, but like it's it does seem exaggerated. What the chiropractic? Yeah. Well, like the whole like theory behind like how it works is, I think, total garbage. Where it's like you have like a nerve pinch or whatever, but it's not like a nerve pinch that a normal doctor would talk about. It's like some shit that's giving your kid earaches or whatever. Um, I do think you know people abuse their bodies and stuff and get out of whack with you know maybe your hip rises up or something. And they can pop it back, but there's probably other ways to do that. But like I said, that's not a field I know a lot about. But I'm happy I never became a chiropractor like I once thought about becoming. Because man, you just spend like 400 grand to get a degree that's like some bullshit, and then you're just trying to sell a bunch of shit and take as many fucking X-rays as possible so you can pay off your loans. So I'll dodge that shit. But um, I don't know. For me. You know, the internet is a wealth of information. And when I was younger, I started getting more into like the conspiracy pseudoscience type stuff. And some of it, you know, like I said, I think some of it might have some kind of benefit. Like clearly you're not going to cure cancer. Clearly a lot of it's not, uh, it's not rational reasons to use most of it. Cause there's really, there's no clinical trials. There's no 
actual real data besides people on the internet being like, yo, I did this and I had worms coming out of my ears or whatever. I could feel the tapeworms in my fucking legs. I've read that shit. That shit's like almost a quote. Um, <laughs> Gross. So yeah, I mean, internet's cool. There's so much information out there, but it's also easy, especially when you're like going to doctors for different stuff and you're not getting answers. I totally understand why people who are like got chronic illnesses or they have stuff that no one can figure out what's wrong with them. They get on the internet, they're trying to find someone who's got something similar and whether what are they doing? I totally understand that because like the medical system, especially in this country, is messed up as far as cost goes, but it's also messed up from a lot of people's perspective of just there's a lot of uh well heck, I taught a lot of pre-med students when I was a PhD student. A lot of them were idiots. That it like I'd be pretty messed up to have to see some of these students because they were like some of the slack ass lazy people I've ever met. You know, they're just so there's that, you know, doctors disappointing people, so people go to other avenues to try to find stuff. You know, it used to be books, so the information was trickled in. You had to go to like a health food store and buy some books or go to a seminar at some hippie shit or alternative, whatever. But you know, but in the end. There's very few rational, like, I don't know if there's any rational reasons to, like, some dude on the internet told you to do something. Oh, and they're selling something. Oh, yeah. Tr- you know, it's like, that's, you know, I understand the desperation that people get to that point. And, you know, for me, I also enjoy, like, trying, to some extent, trying different things in my body as an experiment. But, you know, in, in general, like, I really got out of that when... I think most of my life I've always been somewhat, maybe even a cynic. The cynic I take as a pejorative, but I've always been somewhat of a skeptic. But when I say skeptic, I'm not talking about people who just like deny anything. I'm talking about people who are trying to like have their internal understanding of reality match the actual reality. So you're looking for the most reasonable things to believe are true. So I've, I feel like I've always sort of been like that. But I feel like until I was like, I don't know, some, somewhere in college, maybe, maybe even later into grad school, I don't know. You know, I, I really started looking at more parts of my lo- beliefs of different things in more of a skeptical and trying to like really rationally break it apart. And you know what? One of the, the first thing that anyone should realize is leaving things because people see them on the internet is not a good way to live your life. You start believing all kinds of shit. It doesn't mean you're open-minded. It means you believe all kinds of shit with no reason. Like people who say, I'm just open-minded. You open-minded is for fucking evidence, motherfucker. Like you can't just believe everything because it's an alternative view from the official story, quote-unquote, or because it's not big pharma or whatever. It's that's not open mindedness. That is like you believe in some shit for no good reason. So like I was watching this I was watch I was watching this debate the other day. Not like a serious debate, but like an internet debate between uh <laughs> you know, like streamers. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of those. But I was what it was Hunter Avalone and this guy named Sneeko. I don't know. Uh, Hunter, I, I, you might I thought you might have heard of Hunter Avalon just because uh, I don't know. You seem to you seem interested. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, uh, but anyways, the the argument that Sneeko put like 
at a certain point, Hunter Avalon was just like, what? If you don't want to look at my studies, what, how, how do you verify truth? And, and like, he just came back at him. was like, you got to inspire people. And it's like, and like, and like, he's like, but by that measure, then Hitler was, and, and he like tries to point it out to him. And I just like, it blew my mind because like, literally that's the worst possible metric for measuring truth. Like if you, if you, if you're looking for like people, if you believe people are being honest with you when they're inspiring you, you're a sucker. That's you're setting yourself up to be in a cult. You're setting yourself up to buy shit you don't need from salespeople. You're setting yourself up uh, to get radicalized. You set like if that's you're like literally that is what cult leaders do. If that is your measurement for truth, oh, it resonated. This guy knew how to resonate with me. Like I, I studied theater. There's a million tricks for that. Like that's like you, you yeah, like the project too. Say what? Like, like the preachers often know them too. Like those really good preachers. Oh yeah, no evangel evangelical Lilo's, churches are just yeah. theater shows. Greg Locke, all that shit. Yeah, like that shit's just theater. Like if you're getting people up and you're making them jump around and get excited, you're getting them high. You give them yeah. dopamine. Like that's that. Like when I when you look at that, and then you look at like a traditional, like a like even the Buddhists or like the, the Protestants or Catholics or these these religions about. And the Muslims is about religion, is about sitting still and like being contemplative uh, and, and like quiet for some time while you take in some like cultural like teachings. But like it's meant to be like this very reflective, like discipline thing. And then you go over to the evangelicals. And it's like, oh, this is a show. This is a fucking show. Like, like as someone who studied theater, I know when I see a show, I know when I see people. <laughs> Who are putting on an act, and that shit's an act. So, so in that, what, what was the topic of that debate they were doing? Um, uh, I didn't catch all of it. The part I came in on was Sneeko saying that men didn't have to cry, and Hunter Avalon was giving him like these different like uh, studies showing like why the human beings cry or why it's important and like how it helps you psychologically and this guy was just like no you don't need to cry it's a waste of time and and like just like you don't need to like the guy's argument was you don't need to go to therapy because you already know what to do you don't need to cry if you like you just need to acknowledge what happened and keep working and it's like whoa like like people like what's crazy to me is that people who project like the concept of being an alpha literally think like slaves it's bizarre yeah i haven't i haven't looked at i haven't paid more much attention to those people who think they're alphas i think the concept of alpha is pretty ridiculous Um, oh yeah but no what i was i was thinking though is like you're talking about how one of them was like how what was it like? How do I get, you know, how do people understand truth? They're not going to read my studies. Well, or basically, something? like, how am I supposed to argue with you? Like, how do you decide what you believe in? Was essentially like the question. Like, how how are you going to, like. All right. All right. Yeah. That, that's a total bullshit epistemology process right there. Cause there's no, like, that method has no um, advantage over just flipping a coin. You're like, there's no way to, like, actual. Like I don't really believe in total 
like some people call capital T truth. And I don't even think, I, I wouldn't even say science leads to truth. Science is about like the best model possible. But like we're just going to use truth as like, like a common usage type word. Um, you know, like that type of like, I need to be inspired is like, there, there's no, I could be, people can be inspired to do a lot of shit. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. there's no way to distinguish between my inspiration to believe an opposite viewpoint of that guy. I'm inspired mm-hmm. to believe that the, the men all should fucking cry every morning and go to therapy four times a week, which man, you probably should go to therapy four times a week. Um, Cause you all fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. Except for you, Ted, you're cool. Uh, we must be talking. We must be talking to different Ted's. <laughs> My Ted's no, cool. Yours is clearly not. I'm kidding, Ted. Ted, go to therapy. Uh, I love you, Ted. Get some therapy. Uh, but but yeah, that that like that way of like coming to any type of like, there's no rational beliefs you can come to. Like, okay, let me rephrase that. You can come to rational beliefs through that method, but the method you use to come to that belief is not rational. Yeah. There's nothing useful in that methodology to come to like reasonable beliefs. But you would be- honestly, it's not that much worse than some of the people in this fucking country right now where it's like like going back to like just people telling them stuff on the internet and them just believing it because it aligns with their viewpoints and it's not the official story, quote unquote, or whatever. So that was actually the other thing that made me think of that debate was there was a part where where like he he essentially like told Hunter Avalon that like he didn't believe him because he was just saying the same stuff that people on Twitter were saying and that he didn't have any original ideas but like originality does not equal validity and yeah and the fact that everyone how how many people do or do not believe something has no impact on how true it is mm-hmm. yeah know? which is what you're saying so keep going um I mean, I'm basically, I mean, like, the point, like, it is, it is frightening that there are people with, like, genuinely without critical reasoning. And, like, it, what's alarming is that some of these people are putting themselves up as, like, fonts of, like, reason. Like, a good, that's a good example. I don't know if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson. Oh, way too much. <laughs> but I actually just saw a clip of him today where, like, essentially, like someone asked him like a question about like um like it, they were talking about the bible and it was basically like did cain kill abel was the question and he was like well did it happen is is the question did it happen and like instead of answering the que- like whether or not he believed it happened he said well the first thing i would do is i would have to ask what do you mean what does it mean happened and then, like, proceeded to break down the entire, like, question by each word and, like, just be like, well, what does that word mean? And, like, the thing about that is, is that, like, this is the guy. fogging, isn't it? Say what? Isn't that what they call petty fogging? It's, it, well, technically what it is is it's deconstructionist. It's a, decon, it's a deconstructionist argument. And the thing is, is that deconstructionism is literally postmodernism. And, and this guy is out here going around complaining that the postmodern Marxists are coming to destroy America when literally he just spews postmodern garbage out of his mouth. Yeah, he, he's bizarre. He can't answer any fucking question almost ever. 
And like his fucking fans, at least they used to be like telling people, well, you need to like watch every video he's ever done to understand him. And you know, fuck that guy. Like mm-hmm. he, he, even if we were going off of like being inspiring, that dude ain't inspiring enough to watch every damn thing he's ever done. You know, it's like I, people, every anytime anyone brings up like religion with him, he can't answer the fucking question. Like there's been so many times where what people ask him stuff about like God. And I don't know if it's because he's just like, deluded himself and thinking that he's actually like intelligent on other topics besides what he has his PhD in or it's because he's really like an atheist who knows his whole fan base is going to like turn on his ass I don't know but he can't answer a fucking question to save his life and what you know what he's doing there is just breaking it down is total waste of everyone's fucking time Mm -hmm. so like there are common usages of these words and if you really want to like get down to that nitty gritty, like write a book that all oh, your fan base will buy and never read. Cause it's total garbage. Cause you're going to talk about what is means for like four chapters. It's like, it's, it's 2022. We have like some of us <laughs> have somewhat idea how to communicate with other people to get ideas across that guy. If he does, if he, you know, if, he, if he's, Honestly, if he's like some brilliant guy that we just can't understand, then still fuck him because he's totally useless at communicating almost anything. And I have to believe that he's probably good at what he got his PhD in. But holy crap. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, there's, he's, I'm sure it's specialized. Everyone, PhD specializes some shit. I, I took his, I took his stupid, uh, I took his stupid, um, uh, I took a stupid like identity test thing. It's terrible. What does that even mean? Like, what's he testing? Uh, personality test. It was a personality, a personality test. test. Yeah. What? Know. So he's got like what? Like incel, black people that hate themselves. Like, what's like, what kind of personality test is he giving out? Like, uh, well, no, it's actually not that on the nose as to what you would assume of him. Uh, but like, it is terrible. I made a whole podcast on it. Uh, but like he, like, like it, it reads just like a regular stupid test. All the, um, if you ever take a personality test, but like you get to the end and like, like at first I was reading, I was like, oh man, this actually kind of does sound like me. And then I get to a part in it where it's like, oh, there's propaganda in this analysis. Why, why are you telling me, why are you telling me that Norway's, uh, quality of outcome for women hasn't changed their personalities in norway why is that relevant to this why do i care what liberals and conservatives think line up personality wise with this also i can't help but notice you're providing data for how women and men differentiate in these personalities but even though you keep making claims about conservatives and liberals differentiating you have provided no data for it no, he's a train wreck, like an absolute, like, you know, I've I've seen him like debate secular humanists and him trying to like claim like China, Russia, are secular humanist countries like, no, that you don't, you know, nothing about secular humanism. If you think either of those countries were ever secular humanists, you might say they might be an atheist. We're not talking about atheists. We're talking about secular humanism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a totally different thing. Um, anyways, uh, circle back it's around. Certainly like, not humanist. No, yeah, absolutely not. None of that. You humanist, secular humanist, whatever. There's none of that shit going on. Um, the circle back around, like, yeah, I just, 
I realized at some point to, I needed better standards of like evidence to believe stuff. And that, that got me out of a lot of like that pseudoscience stuff. Like, you know, I'm happy to say I was never in the healing crystals. Say that. That's cool. I was, I was never into that. Uh, I may have gotten bad guys, but I never got crystals bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. You got another science question? Um, well, actually, I, I did have one specific one that I want to ask you about. All right, do it. Is, is there any good reason to be afraid of vaccines? Man, I don't want Jordan Peter Peterson this. That's why they asked what you mean by good reason, because good reason isn't like a super. Okay, well, yeah, let me, okay, let me rephrase term. the question. So, like, obviously, like all medications and drugs, there's going to be yeah. like, um, cate- there's going to be percentages of people who have uh, negative or unexpected reactions to the chemicals and drugs. Um, that's just a normal thing for chemicals and drugs and whatnot. For like anything, poison ivy, yes. you know, some people get really fucked up by, you know, whatever, certain rocks. But like, maybe. generally speaking, are vaccines a good idea? Would yeah, you recommend I mean, them to people? Yeah, I, I, I have no rational reason to tell people not to get them. Um, especially when it's something that's like airborne, that's killing millions of people over you know all over the world but it's like they've done and i'm like i said i'm not an expert in this but you know they've done multiple like multi-decade hundred fifty thousand kids and followed them you know followed x number of them for multiple decades to see like you know the whole autism thing there's no significant there's no statistical significance for people who got vaccines who didn't who have autism as far as i've seen um you know, it's like people, as far as I was just talking about the COVID one here, because that's the one I've done the most research on recently. It's like, you know, certain people, we, mo- we may know one of them, will say shit like, you know, you're you're involved in like an experiment. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. I mean, like I mean, one all- of the most successful experiments known to fucking man, the most data points, the most people, the most variety of people. Fuck yeah, I'm in an experiment and it's going great. Technically, all of all of society is an experiment, and largely being these people who make that comment, I have no trouble um, ingesting, uh, you know, ar- things like artificial sweeteners, or buying drugs from a hippie at a concert. Yeah, no, or you know, like you know, I, I know people down here, like I, I have friends of friends who are like, one of they won't touch any vaccines. They're not going to doctors, but you know what they'll do. They'll show up at a rainbow gathering or whatever, and they'll buy some what looks like acid when it's really not, you know, like from some random ass stranger. You know, it's like figure that one out, you know. And that that's could what in bomb, bro. Well, and that's that's another one of those things of like I'm outside of society or I'm a free thinker or, or open minded or whatever, and just because they're like, I mean, I don't know how they rationalize it. They probably don't even think about it, but you know, it's. Random drugs you don't you know nothing about versus something made to like mm-hmm. high standards in like a multiple facilities that are like regulated to shit, mm-hmm. you know like regulation on a thing that my ideology says is wrong versus 
I'm gonna trip balls and watch widespread panic, you know, like one of these is rational, one of them is not, you know, and if you're gonna t- take the drugs from the hippie or look or whatever you want to say, like the fact you're not taking some like pharmaceutical because you think it's bad for you blows my fucking mind. It, it like I cannot get over that. Like, you know, if you're a hippie, all you do is smoking your own weed, you're growing and you live out in the woods, at least you're like living by some kind of standard. But like, I don't know where the standard is for those people who like just take random ass drugs from strangers and then turn around and be like, COVID vaccine is making everyone have heart attacks or whatever, turning them gay like frogs or whatever. What I find very frustrating is that like, I mean, so the thing that throws me like, I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not a very like, like I'm, I'm a pretty like, I don't like big government necessarily. And, uh, I'm, I'm not pro mandating things, but like, it's hard for me to defend. It's hard for me to be like anti mandate when I look around at a society that's being stupid. Like, because like the, like it would bother me less if like the people who didn't want to get vaccines were pro masks. Or, but like the thing is, if you're anti-vaccine, then you probably don't want to wear a mask, and you probably don't want to social distance. So it's kind of like, come on, man, you won't do any of the things. Like, do it, do a couple of the things. Like, put in effort. At least do a couple of the things. No, yeah, it's it's it seems like there's... it makes it seem like this is more about just not doing anything. Well, I think for a lot of those people, it has everything to do with like uh, not like not wanting to be told what to do. Yeah, and then buying into some bullshit reasoning that's like you know people. I heard this thing on YouTube or Reddit or Twitter about this thing. I I already hate them, so I'm gonna believe this whatever. So there's there's all kinds of things going on there. There's people who just don't want to be told what to do. You know, fuck yeah, America or whatever, freedom. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I feel like a large percentage of libertarians are actually just contrarians. They're just libertarians who... are idiots. I'll put, I just put it like that. They, they live in a fucking delusional. Like they want to make something that can never happen, and one of the main reasons it can never happen is because they totally fundamentally either think everyone's going to play by the rules. And or think that if they don't, you can just sue them, which is like the massively ridiculous like way to go about some of that. Because it's like libertarianism could work in a perfect world where everyone's a responsible person who's not trying to fuck over each other. Fair trade, all that shit. We already see that fair trade's like a bunch of crap with, you know, all the money's going to the top. And then you have like, you know, I remember Ron Paul, he was running for nomination in like 2004 or whatever they asked him something about like if someone like if a company dumps a bunch of chemicals on my land and there's no regulations there's no like government oversight who's gonna like you know like make them pay for like whatever clean up or i got cancer or whatever and he was just like suing it's like good luck suing a company that's worth billions of dollars when you make yeah. twenty thousand a year or whatever like that is like it's a delusional like to an extreme level. I think you that that has any like basis in reality. 
Yeah, no, I, the thing that really bothers me about the libertarian mindset is that it feels like it feels like they they're fake individualists. Like they hold individualism up as this like like ultimate like metric of good, but like ultimately it feels like that metric is just is only used to defend a like sh- powerful people's right to be shitty. Like like an Ayn Rand book. Yeah, I mean, I've listened a lot of like I don't know if you know Sam. What's his name? Sam. He runs. He does the majority report. I don't remember Sam, Sam something. Cedar? Yeah, something like that. I, 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 I listen, I've listened to some Sam. I, I listen. I love listening to him debate uh, libertarians because like they never have plans. It's all like this. I want freedom. And they're like, well, what does that mean? Okay, Joey, what, what does freedom mean to you? And then like, they go down all these rabbit holes and like, you get to the bottom of some of them. It's like, we don't need roads. Cause we're not fucking jetpacks. It's like, you know, like, what are we doing here? You guys, I don't know. I, I mean, I ultimately the reality is, is that whoever provides the infrastructure is who the people will follow. Like that's, that's, that's carried out across civilization. If someone makes, the infrastructure people will follow them like this happens in in like in places like africa where there'll be places in the government where where like the like people don't pay their taxes refuse to pay their taxes to the government because government doesn't give them shit but they'll pay taxes to this like warlord or drug lord or something because they came in and built a road and they were like hey we'll build a road and some schools in here yeah, and on, on that's like in a similar vein, like with the way libertarians want to do stuff is like people living in the country got to build their own damn roads. You know, it's like they don't get mail service. They don't get, you know, it's like all this government funded, you know, quote unquote socialism. It's like that really screws over people like out on the boonies, just like we got rid of the, the United Poster, Postal Service and we only got UP, excuse me, UPS and FedEx. You know how much it's going to cost those people out in the boonies to mail a freaking letter, let alone a package? You know, so yeah. it's it's totally I, – I, you know, I'll admit I'm probably ignorant on many levels of libertarianism, but everything I've heard is a total, like, delusional wet dream of, like, their rich white dude utopia they're trying to make. But I don't know. Let's get back to science. You're right. You're right. Although I, I, the only thing I'll say to that is that my big thing is they never explain how they could possibly transition into it. There's, there's no way it could the transition. No, yeah, they, work. they have no. They, they very like very few of them ever have any clue. They're just tired of people telling them what to do, and they want their exactly. freedoms back. Yeah, that, I think that was the point to begin with. That yeah. they just don't like people telling them what to do, which is also why. It's also why I hate Bill Maher. But Bill Maher's an idiot. I can't stand Bill Maher. That dude is so out of touch with anyone who ever made him famous. It's sickening. <laughs> Whatever. Go back to science. But back to science. Yes. <laughs> so, so mRNA vaccines, people are upset or confused by the fact that they are mRNA instead of like the regular type of vaccine that, you know, like they probably never stopped to think about as being a different that knowing there was even more than one type of vaccine before until now. Yeah. But uh, so a lot of people are concerned about it. This one guy who was studying them, like came out and like scared a bunch of people. See, what can you tell us about MRNAs? 
uh, I think that technology is bloody brilliant. Um, just the idea behind it is amazing. And honestly, we're like, most people don't realize how lucky we are. We could even make a vaccine for COVID because it's very similar to other viruses. We can't make vaccines for Um, I can't really get into the jargon of it, uh, the technical side of it, but like people talk about it being new, but I know it's been studied for decades. This isn't like we just pulled this out of our ass for COVID. It's been over and over again. The fact that you're giving yourself mRNA or someone you're, you're taking it in and then producing a similar spike protein, I find a brilliant way to do vaccines. It's way, way smarter than just like taking a virus and like fucking it up a little bit and then injecting it into you. Cause that's, you know, dead, there's dead virus, you know, live virus vaccines and dead virus vaccines. Um, again, this is an area that I can't speak too much on, but had another point. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, that's what it was. You're talking about that guy, whoever it was, who like Robert came Malone, out. I think is his name. Uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to these idiots. Don't have time, really. Um, but science works. You trust science, the scientific method. Don't trust scientists. Scientists are humans. They have the same problem as everyone else. They're arrogant. They're trying. Some of them are legitimately trying to get famous off their science. You know, you give some of these idiots Nobel Prizes and then they think they're experts at fucking everything. And that's not to take away how good their discoveries were. But some scientists are trash people doing good science. And that's why I don't care when, like, one scientist comes out and be like, I'm concerned. Does the data back up his, con- like, his concerns? That's what matters. It doesn't matter if some dude's like, we need, like, we have more concerns about X. I have concerns about these things, but you know, does any of the data support us looking into these things more? Um, back in the sixties, there was a drug called thalidomide. It was given to women from uh, morning sickness. Um, in its original form, it caused birth defects though. And there was a woman who worked for the FDA in this country. And she didn't let it get approved here so we don't have those birth defects but it's all over like at least england and probably the eu i'm I'm guessing that part of the world and she followed the 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 lack of evidence of the safety of this thing and shut it down but you have people doing the opposite now of well we don't know if covid vaccines are safe but then that goes in the that's contradicts all like like all of our data like they're bringing up topics and concerns that there's data to back up that that's not actually a significant concern. And like you said, everything's going to have problems. You know, mm-hmm. there are people who are like allergic to everything. There's going to be people that have problems with any kind of vaccine, any drug, you know, so. Like the one side effect I know that people were concerned about was this, uh, what is it? Uh, Myo, uh, myocarditis, myocarditis. Yeah, like inflammation in your heart. I don't know. Yeah, how to say yeah. It, but um, and like a big thing was is that they were saying that they thought that the vaccine might cause it specifically in like in like children. It does. But uh, but they've also and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's also been pointed out that this is also 
a symptom of getting COVID itself and the rates are higher in COVID itself. That's my understanding of it. Like I said, not my field. Haven't looked into it a lot. Um, but that is my understanding is that the rates are higher in uh, people who get COVID, especially especially like pre-getting the vaccine, because the vaccine makes a lot of things better when you get actual COVID. Um, but I mean, that's the thing about it. Is so many people are willing to uh, there were unknowns about the vaccines when these first came out. There's still unknowns. We will understand those vaccines really well in like 10 years, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, or years. I don't know. Not my field. But people were trading known risks of how bad COVID was before we had good treatments, before we had drugs to treat it. Mm-hmm. When we, you know, people dying in hallways, people trading, trading. That's what they were willing to take versus a few unknowns with a new drug, kind of new drug. Like I said, none, none of those types of vaccines have been approved, but they have been studied for a long time. Um, so there's this. I don't know what drives it of people like, I don't know, like the the unknown freaks people out in general, you know, yeah. is people can't say they don't know, know something. People make shit up for that. Um, so that was really weird for me was just seeing how many people will. There are known side effects of the vaccine. They're not anywhere close to as bad as COVID. Mm-hmm. But since you don't know exactly what it'll do to you in five years, you're you're going to risk getting COVID. Where we know, like, we don't know what's going to happen to you in five years of COVID. We also know that you have, you know, mm-hmm. you end up on a ventilator and die, or, or at very least, go bankrupt when you get out of the hospital. <laughs> um, so that's that's really weird to me. But yeah, in general, I try to tell people don't trust scientists. Trust science. You know, science is a process of. Lots and lots and lots of different scientists doing research at all points to the same damn conclusion. You know, it doesn't matter that one of them was either a shitty person or saying that he doesn't believe his research anymore. If there's like thousand other people saying the same thing from all over the world. I, my, my personal theory on a Mr. Malone is that I think he's just mad because his, he was involved with what was going to be an ivermectin study. <laughs> that fell apart and like he he even said in his joe rogan interview he's like hey i'm not making any money off uh telling you this vaccine could be dangerous and it's like yeah but you probably lost money on that ivermectin thing that closed down didn't you i shouldn't know that guy was on joe rogan um can't believe i used to defend joe rogan is not a complete idiot um i will say he is smarter than some people i just saw parts of his interview with matt walsh <laughs> who who is a much bigger idiot than Joe Rogan? I mean, Joe, Joe Rogan's Rogan, they, a lot they, of Joe Rogan's problem is he's like he's very uh, gullible and ignorant to so many topics that pretty much he can't. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't push back on most things. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing you ever see him push back on is if you got someone on there like I don't think weed should be legal. I think weed's bad. Like that's the only thing he can like really talk about. He he. <laughs> He, the, even though he doesn't have really a space to talk to it, he will push back for gay marriage. Yeah, he has pushed back for some random stuff I didn't see coming, but I have not paid attention to a lot of his the Matt Walsh most recent he, he, shit. Yeah. He pushed back on gay marriage with Matt Walsh specifically. Yeah, like and he, he pushed back on with Ben Shapiro, who's yeah. like another 
Jordan Peterson. He got more personal with Ben Shapiro, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, like, think ben had been on, I think Ben had been on that show a few times, and maybe. Oh yeah, no, know. he he's he's friends with Ben. Yeah, but, but like he's not afraid to come with bigot apparently. Um, but yeah, as far as like one scientist saying something, I couldn't care less. Like ninety nine percent of the time, unless they have the evidence. If there if there's one scientist who like here's this big like glaring chunk of evidence that everyone needs to take you know note of mm-hmm. then yeah because he has the evidence but like you know most of these people most of these pe- so-called scientists or scientists are like ridiculous ideologies that fuck up their science they don't usually have that stuff or or it's like stuff that's been debunked like the creationist people trying to prove creationism or science you know it's like they're in the dark ages of biology because they can't because they're trying to prove something that's really 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 well founded in evolution and they're trying to prove it wrong mm-hmm. um anyways got another science question um i'm okay well um so you're an inorganic chemistry person yeah but i've done i mean i'm a jack well trades really like i i'm well, great I running figured... people's labs i can do organic chemistry i've done polymer chemistry I, I figured I, I wanted to at least ask one inorganic chemistry question. Oh, maybe, okay. <laughs> maybe make maybe like break up the maybe break up the scienceiness a little bit and ask you what is Oh wait, no. <laughs> I just realized my, my, the answer to my question might be to make a bomb. Never mind. I was going to ask you what's a satis- what are some satisfying chemicals that blow up nice. And I was like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> that might be interpreted wrong." <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that honestly. Like you know, just go buy a what's that uh, anarchist handbook or whatever. What if um, I what if I wanted to make a really sick volcano for my science fair? Um, <laughs> could I? How could I spice? That? Look up elephant toothpaste on YouTube. You might be able to like incorporate that into a really crazy. Uh, okay. I forget what exactly it is. That's like it. It makes a bunch of foam and stuff. Like people do it in like trash cans and like cover like a, a parking lot and stuff. But uh, it's also okay. do, it also generates a crap ton of heat. So you gotta be careful of it. But I don't know. I don't remember what chemicals are in that. So I don't know how easy that would be for like a random person to do. But okay. yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know what I'd say to the bomb thing anymore. I don't know. I I kind of. I don't know. People who say that, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a grumpy old man who's like, past the cool, like, chemistry's cool as you make bombs and drugs. I'm like, I don't, whatever, man. <laughs> I, I do it for a living. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's some cool stuff out there. I just, God, don't really care about it. Okay, fair. Let me ask you this question. What's a chemical it is there a what chemicals in our food should we be worried about? If if there are any that you know of. If you're not if you're not certain, then I'll accept that. Yeah, I I don't really know. I mean, I would just I also just make a comment of like the dose makes a poison for all these things, you mm-hmm. know, if that's, that's you know, true. like people you know, I forget Get her name. She, she's some stupid ass blogger who's going on about like 
the same chemical being in bread that it was in like yoga mats or some shit like that. But like any conversation like that is totally fucking useless about concentrations mm-hmm. and a knowledge of when these chemicals are harmful. Cause man, chemical there's chemicals in pretty much everything is gonna like could hurt you. Like, you know, forget all the stuff I work in a lab with, which, you know, I was telling someone today, it's like I've been exposed to all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm still here and relatively healthy. We'll see in like 20 years. But, you know, if you just eat like some charred meat or something, you're taking in all kinds of like carcinogenic compounds in that char. And probably in the meat and probably in broccoli and probably in cabbage and kale and all the stupid ass superfoods. So like I said, those conversations are meaningless to me at least I, I i would i could make an argument that they should be meaningless to everyone without knowing how much is in the food and how much of that specific molecule it takes to hurt you you know because it's how much you're being exposed to you know like mm-hmm. there's a fluorine gas will like just destroy like everything about certain types of plastic it's super reactive to everything but i know a dude down here who works in a company then they can literally like smell fluorine gas at like parts per trillion concentration or something really low at that concentration it's not like just killing them in the moment i have no idea what's going to do if you work there for like 30 years but in the moment at that concentration, they're fine. If you increase that concentration, like X numbers, I don't know that, the right value there. It can kill you outright, like right there probably, and you just die of really fucked up death. So any kind of thing like what should you eat really comes down to how much how much of it are you actually eating and what is the actual like concentration where that molecule or chemical or whatever is harming your body? So, yeah, I can't give you anything precise because, man, no, know, I I hear you. You're giving me the you give me the real answers, the complicated answers. Yeah, I, I you know the I answers could... that cause parents to just like make shit up and say. Oh wait, kids. meth. Don't eat meth. Yeah, don't eat meth, kids. Uh, I saw that on cops one time. Chick was like, I eat this. And the cops are like, uh, WTF? You know, like <laughs> extremely acidic, ma'am. Uh no, but like, um, I think I'm on the same page with you with like like the chemicals and stuff here a little bit, because like because like so like organic is it worth that is it worth eating organic food? I don't really know. Um, I don't really know. I have heard that different organic... crops are exposed to different levels of, of chemicals. Yeah, and then you have to ask yourself how much of that's actually getting to, like towards mm. your to your plate. Some of it definitely is. I've seen studies on like how to clean some of it off. Um, for me, there's certain things I prefer prefer organics. I think it tastes better. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, Yeah, I, 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 you know, it, it's, I think in theory, in a perfect, 
libertarian world <laughs> perfect world you know i would love to see just like everyone's crops they don't need pesticides they don't need chemicals they don't need gmos it has more to do with just not paying like dow or whatever to use their shit you know mm-hmm. so yeah. i you know i i so there are there are things that I don't know if they taste better because they're organic or they taste better because that's what we were raised on. Mm-hmm. So I I've, I really don't know how to answer that. I eat a mixture of stuff. I'm just trying to like Damn. eat some cool shit. You know, like I'm not worried about. It. I go out to like Chinese place and I'm eating mm-hmm. tofu. I'm not worried about if that's GMO. Which you know, you can ask me about GMOs too. Like that could be fun. So uh, <laughs> so I will. So like. In terms of organic and GMO stuff, I will say, I think like when I think really hard about it, I think the real problem is that our our labeling for those things is kind of um, meaningless. Well, it's correct. Like, it's not really the information we need, right? Like, we don't really need to know, is this organic? We need to know, like, what chemicals were put on it and like how much. And we don't really need to know, is this genetically modified? We need to know, like, what was it genetically modified for? Like, because, like, that's the big thing with the GMOs. The, like, I, I, like, after a lot of thought, like, like you said, like, I don't really have a problem with GMOs. I got more of, like, a problem with, like, uh, like Monsanto and, and, and stuff. Yeah. And, like, the other issue is also just, like, the majority of GMOs in America, anyways, are made just to be, like, either to maintain a patent or to like be able to spray it with harsher and harsher chemicals. Yeah, so GMOs are interesting because I mean early GMOs it was a lot about like just spraying stuff more and shit, you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna use more of a roundup or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like Things that would fall under the term GMO, which you could argue any kind of crop modification of any kind could fall under. It's not what hippies mean. I always felt like that muddied the water. So in my mind, I've always distinguished between things like like, um, genetic modification and then like hybridization, which is not on the same like... So this is why people don't know how, how, how to have conversations. Mm-hmm. you have someone who's against GMOs and you have someone who's for GMOs the first thing we should be doing is defining terms you know because that person against them I probably 99.9% of the time is going to like not consider like just normal crop I don't even know what they call it modification breeding mm-hmm. I don't even know they're not going to consider that but the scientists probably are because under a lot of like a broad term definition of GMOs, they're genetically modifying those plants by breeding them differently and taking the ones out that look weird or whatever and making big gas mm-hmm. pumpkins or whatever. They're changing the genetics. That is what is happening on all this shit. Mm-hmm. So the first thing a conversation like that really needs to go through is them defining what they're actually fucking talking about. And so many people can't even get that first step right. You know, because you could have a conversation of the hippies going, I'm only against, when I say this, I mean genetically modifying in a lab, blah, blah, blah. Or 
I'm only against X subset of genetically modifying things. I do agree that it can muddy the waters, but I would argue that the breeding is still a form of genetically modification. Or one word in there is weird. Anyways, it's a form of GMOing shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like- just not what people are against. So yeah, there. But like I said, there's that disconnect, and that should be like the first part of a conversation. Of like, and you know, like, there are people that get mad at me when I'm just trying to make sure we're using the same damn terms in the same way. Oh yeah, you know, and it's like, no, I'm not trying to like argue with you. I'm not trying to like tell you you're doing it wrong. I'm trying to understand what you mean, and that is so lost on like everybody. Like no one can even do the first step of having a conversation. Um. So yeah, I, I agree. I can muddy the water, but I, I think there sh- there there are ways. I don't even think there are ways to get around that and have a real conversation about what most people mean when they're talking about genetically modified. Like most people who are against GMOs are talking about specific types of technology, which they don't understand. Most of them. Um, yeah. I can't remember if I made this point, but one point I was going to make is the early stuff was, you know, how much pesticide can we spray on it? But like with the new technology of genetically modifying stuff, you could do so much more. You know, it could have nothing to do with even splicing in genes from other stuff. It could just be straight up changing the genes that are already in that fucking plant. So, you know, it's... GMOs and hippies and some Democrats, it reminds me a lot of like the nuclear power fuck ups that I they've mean, done. The right is the right is going against GMOs now too. Well yeah, because they're in the actually, conspiracy the, I, actually I think like I feel like the vaccines and like there I mean there's still obviously hippies and stuff that are like against these things, but like I don't know nearly as many left people who are anti-vaccine or GMO anymore. Well, let, let me clarify my comment because I know where you're coming from, but I think my I, I didn't go far enough into it to really. The fact that hippies and Democrats have slowed down this country's uh, nuclear uh. power system is a crime against humanity. Because right now, that's our best bet to like be climate change, which I don't think we can beat, honestly. Um, just enjoy the ride to hell. Um, but we should be so much further along in how our power plants work because some of the consequences of us like shutting, like not doing any more research, not putting new ones in, is we have got shitty old plants that don't function as well as they could. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have, we could have way more science. And better, better systems, better waste contain, uh, containment and recycling. There could be so many more options, but we have these anti-nuke idiots who have like set us back decades. Hey, did I feel like I feel like our parents may have taken us to? Probably. Like a, I, I mean, uh, like, is that what is that what you went to New York City when you're like two four or something? I was like, like I wasn't. Thing? I oh, I don't know what we were in New York for. I remember. I remember when I was older, like six or seven, and we took a bus and like I fell asleep on the bus and peed my pants. I remember yeah, that. I don't, I don't remember being on a bus. That one was like pants, outside. But, I mean, yeah, most hippie shit is outside. 
Um, I, I want to say it was a nuclear power plant, but I honestly, it could have been a different kind. It was on the have... water, which is normally nuclear, but like yeah, I guess I mean, it, need, need it could have just it could have been more of a dumping situation. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that, but and you know, and I'm you not been sitting super here. Young. Yeah, I would have been, but I'm not sitting here. A saying I'm Captain Planet. Damn you. Anyways, I'm not sitting here saying I'm an expert in nuclear powers. I'm not. I, I'm a fucking dilettante. I don't know anything. And I'm not sitting here saying that nuclear power is perfect. But there's so many people on both sides of all political spectrums and in the middle and all these other offshoot people who never have a chance of winning shit. There's so many people who are just trying to get perfect stuff. Mm-hmm. And like they're, it's like the perfect is the enemy of the good. And you know what? We have more nuclear power plants right now. Mm-hmm. That would be good for the fucking climate change. And there are there are you know potential. Uh, like I said, we had decades back of our research that we missed based off of like government regulations, and I don't really know how much like the protest helped. I have no idea. Like mm. move that. It could just have been all political backdoor dealing. I don't know. But so, like we we've let we've lost a lot of research to like improve to something like theoretically something like thorium reactors, which I I wanted to ask you about thorium because I I am pro thorium reactors. I, I I'm not going to try to explain it, but I can tell you who you should talk to that lives real close to you. Is it Tim? Yeah, yeah. I can talk to Tim about thorium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it was I'll, a good conversation. He knows a lot about it. Um, I'll have maybe I'll have to get him on here. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, maybe now, get us all on. Maybe that'd be cool. My understanding, my understanding is that one of the reasons America didn't go with thorium in the first place was actually because it was less convenient for weaponization. I mean, sounds like something we'd say. <laughs> I don't like I said. I, I don't. I don't know enough about it. I don't even know if it's like really feasible. Um. You know, and that that's where, like, I'm saying, like, there's a lot of believers in it, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, I'm not going to tell them to stop trying because they could be totally onto it. But until they have, like, the, like, the required data to meet their burden of proof that this is possible, you know, it's it's still theoretical in my mind. And there's nothing wrong with that. All those those types of ideas need to be explored. Um from my I need... limited knowledge on thorium, I am pro thorium. <laughs> Me too. Well, like I said, I I, I I could not give a good lecture on it at, at, at all, or almost even defend it. But you yeah. know, um, but yeah, that was what I was going with, like the GMOs type of thing, because mm-hmm. you know, our dad, our father, big ass nasty white dreadlocks, white dude dreadlocks. We, we love you, but your dreads are scary. Uh, he wants to ask me something like well you're against gmos right i'm like what like or it was either i'm against them or they're bad or something i'm like it really depends on like what we're talking about because are those gmos like feeding starving children across the world if they're doing that sure let's do them i don't know if that's actually happening but you can't just be like these are way more nuanced conversations and like i'm against this and that's what i'm talking about like perfect being the enemy of the good having ideology that you can't be swayed from with evidence technically speaking i'm i am 90 percent certain that dad has worked with like maybe not gmos but like 
hybrid plants at some point in his gardening. At some point, he has to have. Well, what what does hybrid mean? That's what I'm exactly. talking about on these conversations. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely worked with domesticated plants like corn. Definitely be like thousands of con- years ago. It was like one kernel on the end of a grass. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking about back to the beginning of that stuff of like, what are we t- really talking about here? Because I, I guarantee that's not what he's talking about. I guarantee he's not talking about uh, whatever that that weed company he works for now. You know, all that stuff's been hybridized like to the not like to ninth level. You know, mm-hmm. that stuff is like you don't find that out growing on the top of whatever mountain and whatever country that shit's native to. You know, it's like this is like serious. Like they're changing all its properties. They're they're you know sexually frustrating it. They got high CBD, low terpenes, whatever. All these different types of weeds. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, that goes back to like what we're talking about. Because yeah, he I guarantee he's worked with hybrid and slowly like red uh, plants because they're pretty much unless you're like out like foraging 100 percent of your food or you like doing nothing but eating cow brain or whatever you're 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 using crops that have been genetically modified in some way you may not like the term but you have changed the genetics and how it the phenotype and all that type of stuff to give you something that's not like totally gross to eat because most of that stuff started out nasty mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i don't know yeah no but, one wants to eat a banana that's almost all seeds it's pretty bad. Um, I don't know. You got any other questions? Um, b- 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 I feel like I had. Some. Oh yeah. So uh, now that since I have a scientist on my on my podcast, uh, I feel like I should use this as an opportunity to dunk on Elon Musk some. So how, what are your what are your opinions on the musketeer? I mean, he's an idiot. Um, you know. As far as like his cars and his link thing, and like I don't know, it seems like it works, but yeah, he's a. Uh... I mean, can we really be surprised that it's some white dude who grew up during apartheid with like a bunch of fucking money, has a bunch of really bad ideas about like social issues, about freedom of speech? You know, it's like you know, I saw some statistic and I don't remember the exact word, but it sounded like as soon as like Elon Musk took over Twitter, like the N word, like exponentially exploded being tweeted out all over the damn thing. Yeah. I think it was like 500% or something. Yeah. It was was something hundreds, multiple hundreds percent increase. So like, you know, I, there's no such thing as like, total freedom of speech you know there's always going to be limits to everything and i don't know we we don't need twitter to just be a fucking cesspool you know especially when like you know like i'm talking about earlier of like people can't even have like the first cop like the first fucking like to find some terms out of a conversation now you just have like ridiculous people tweeting ridiculous harmful hateful yeah you know and i'm not someone who's just like just because it's like offensive we need to ban it i'm definitely not like that um but everyone's gonna have lines and like you know elon's got lines whatever they may be mm-hmm. whether it's about him about his kid kids i don't know how many he's got like 12 yeah. kids or whatever everyone has lines and but now he has this like this fake idea of like total freedom of speech and maybe it will be total freedom of speech till like people start pissing him off 
I don't know. Well, I mean, he's already started. He's already started banning uh, parody accounts on uh, on Twitter. Um, it's like the only thing Twitter is good for is like. Well, he he was banning them specifically because they start because they were parodies of him. Yeah, and like that is like the definition of like you don't give a shit about free speech. You know, it's like the definition of the Republican Party where they mm-hmm. only care about stuff when it affects them. Yeah, and they and... only care about freedom if it's the freedoms they think you should have. You know, God forbid you want an abortion, you want to smoke some weed, and um, you want to, you, you know your trans kid wants to go into the 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 bathroom that they feel comfortable going into. You know, they don't give a fuck about freedom, and I don't think Elon does either. It's it's all about being able to say mm-hmm. things that they already fucking agree with, and clearly he doesn't agree with parody accounts of himself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as far as like Duncan Auburn as a scientist, I don't really have anything to really say about that. You know, well, like, I don't know. He does, he's not a real scientist. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't. Does he claim that? I mean, does he claim to be a scientist? Well, everyone associates him with being like the next Edison, who who also just. I mean, Edison stole a bunch of shit, too. I mean, like, Edison was I feel just like Edison at least invented a couple things, though, you know? Uh, probably, I don't know. Apparently, um, he only has his name on like three patents. Well, pretty famous for that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because it's because like all people who are successful like him, it's it's really more about branding. Yeah, I mean, as people shouldn't see him as like that, as far as I'm concerned, they should see him as what he is, which is a businessman who, hey, so, I I mean, everything I've read just makes it sound like he worked real hard and almost went under doing Tesla. I'm gonna give any one of those people like credit for like getting over the hill. I'm not going to give him credit for like abusing their workers or like you know, underpaying people. Like I don't have a problem with billionaires. I have a problem with billionaires who exploit other people to become billionaires. Like, so if, if you can become a billionaire and have no, you don't exploit your employees, the environment, become a billionaire, figure it out. <laughs> so he spent $44 billion to buy Twitter. Yeah, it sounds like he's gonna have issues paying it too, is what I heard. So the question, my question is like, how many how many spaceships do you think that could have bought? <laughs> oh, like how how like like he he like what, a government spaceship or one of his spaceships? One of his spaceships, but like so like here's the like I feel like Twitter is Elon Musk's Vietnam. Like, yeah, allow me to explain. Yeah, explain okay, that more. So LBJ was this guy who had, like, a ton of ideas, like, great ideas even, like, stuff about Social Security and Medicaid and, like, free health care for, for all of America and, like, social programs. Uh, but he also was convinced that to be a great president, you have to have a war. So when <laughs> Vietnam came around as an opportunity for war, he was like, fuck yeah, we're doing the war. Only to realize once he was in the war that it basically derailed every other plan he had planned to contribute to society. And he had spent all his money and all his energy and all his focus on this war. And so he didn't. And so ultimately, like other presidents would wait, what year did we get people on the moon? 61 or something. Maybe he was 60s. I feel, I thought it was after some, but, but like the point is, is that like, he got to oh I know that's right Kennedy was president when he got on the moon wasn't he I don't remember 
not a history lesson, guys. Uh, not a lesson of any kind. Oh, I was way out wrong. It was 1969. Oh, okay. Who was president in 1969? I, I just want to know if he succeeded at one of his dreams or not. I mean, technically he did, even if he wasn't president. That was a thing. Nixon was elected in 69, but I don't know who was before him. Okay. Whatever, Google's failing me. Well, well, he got... Oh, no, he started being president in 63 when Kennedy died. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. But I couldn't remember, like, how it went for him after that. Uh, but yeah, no, he spent all his energy and time and money on Vietnam... And it basically derailed his ability to have the legacy of this, like, progressive humanitarian president at home. And uh, also, like, lost him a lot of, like, favor amongst the progressive youth. And then you got, so now we got Elon Musk over here, who's always talking to Big Gang about his dreams for, like, humanity and, like, his company and, and like, going to Mars and enslaving indentured servants on on mars uh, is that real no. no that that okay so like one of his actual statements on going to mars was the question was how how could how would poor people get to mars and he's like well we could they could we could give them loans to work off on mars and it's like oh that's just indentured servitude bro oh wow uh so, so yeah, so Elon Musk's dreams uh, have now been hampered by the fact that he um, has put $44 billion into a company that was never profitable uh, with the grand claim of turning it into this sort of like shining example of like public forums. Uh, it's just a joke. Yeah, no. So since he's taken over, he he fired a bunch of people, has had to rehire some of them, uh, and he has, and he he has been talking about just he's been proposing ideas for Twitter that everyone hates. Like he proposed a twenty dollar a month uh, subscription to maintain your verified check mark. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, and well, I thought it was like play, thirty, but. When he, people complained, he knocked it down to eight. <laughs> and so now he and so now he's pushing this eight dollar plan and he's talking about how like, well, you know, the unverified users, they just won't end up in the algorithm very much. So it's like, oh, you're, I mean, you're literally crippling this this app with uh, with paywalls. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally like that's like. So it's it's like never libertarian type thing where like you're trying to say everything's going to be like free on the level everyone's got the same access and then you do something like that and say well the non-verified people aren't going to show up in the algorithm anymore it's like that's not like he's he's actually access thing he's actually pitching the paywall thing as how he's going to cut down on the racism because he doesn't think people will pay money to be racist on the internet. I mean, you you don't think Ben Shapiro and all these Fox News talking heads are going to be paying for that shit and still being, you know, maybe even worse than they are now? Because, yeah, most of them are, like, smart enough not to be straight-up racist. But some of them aren't. Oh, yeah, I know. Like Kanye. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, Kanye's keeping his fucking thing. Makes like a he's like worth like a billion dollars. Well, Actually, he he's not anymore. I know because everyone stripped him of his stuff because he's an idiot. Well, or well, okay, we should have let, let me take that back. Kanye needs some mental health help. Yep. That might be his biggest problem. And like, I don't know if it's a matter of the fact that he just is incapable of listening to what anyone else might tell him, or if it's the much more tragic, there is literally no one around him smart enough or with a backbone enough to stand up to him and be like, dude, you are throwing away your life. Like, and not only that, but like in predictable ways, like, <laughs> like you want to see, like you're talking about how you want to see your kids again, but now you're making a music video where you kidnap their mother's new boyfriend and bury him alive. You fucking stupid. That's, it's <laughs> like, that's the last thing you would ever want to have come up at a custody hearing. Like, yeah, my those God. People, those people are f- f- surrounded by yes men. They and, want the fame. They want to be associated with famous people, and they probably make a lot of money doing it. And, like, he was he was super cocky about, like, his Adidas money. Like, he kept, like, bragging about how, like, oh, they're not going to fire me. It's like, no, bro. They are going to fire you. What you're saying is literally a crime in Germany. Like, what you are saying is literally a crime in the country that pays you that much money. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's a similar thing going on with a basketball player named Kyrie Irving right now. I heard a little bit about that. Yeah, he used to play with the Cavs. He's been told garbage since he left LeBron, but that's another story. But it's like, yeah, he was doing the same thing. He was going down, like, posting, like, tweeting out anti-Semitic videos and, like, you know, telling people, telling the media that he's smart because he knows the dictionary, just like ridiculous stuff. I will like, unlike Kanye, who I think has, you know, I think is pretty well documented. He has like legit, like, yeah, no, he mental stuff that he doesn't get help for. I think Kyrie's just an idiot who, like, he has yes men around him. He has, he's a very talented, rich, famous basketball player, and he's deluded himself into thinking he knows things. He knows nothing about, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's come out as a flat earther. He wouldn't get, he would he didn't even he played like no games last season because he wouldn't get vaccinated, you know? So it's like, he's, it's kind of like what I was saying about those Nobel prize winners where they win the Nobel prize and they think they can talk authoritatively on other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this basketball player who doesn't understand like anything about how to have like rational beliefs but he thinks he's like some kind of truth seeker and he likes to be like all philosophical mumbo jumbo crap. I saw the interview with him where uh, they were, people were trying to ask him about the apparently anti-Semitic documentary. He, he shared on social media, um, which apparently is available on Amazon prime. Yeah. Amazon I saw prime that. has no like restrictions at all. Apparently to get on there. Um, it's very easy. I I need to make Not something. Surprised. Yeah, I, put some I, you shit know I I I wonder if I, you know what if I made these into videos. I wonder if I could get my podcast on Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, be I bet I could. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he couldn't even like they point blank asked him if he was anti-Semitic, and he wouldn't. He, there was, it, well, he that, a lot of people the damn question. A lot of people who have those types of beliefs, like, won't just come out and say it. Like that's that's like that's one of the things that like I am willing to come out and say everything that I believe in. 
Like I'm willing to stand by the things that I say I believe in. And if I'm wrong about them, I'm willing to, to like adjust. But like I'm willing to stand by the things and just say them. Like, am I like I'm like, do I consider myself a democratic socialist? I mean, like, I think that's putting a label on things and I don't really do that. But like, generally speaking, like I would line up with most of that. Um, but and I'm not afraid to say that kind of thing. Do I think that your kids would be safe going to a drag story time at a library? Uh, yeah. The library doesn't want something to go wrong there. What's wrong with you? Like, but like, I actually, I'm having an argument on Facebook right now with someone who like I called out for like having sort of a, a transphobic, uh, for sharing a transphobic message from Twitter and like the weaseliness the weaseliness in the answers they give it's like like when i when i mentioned that like based on the, the juxtaposition of this post with his previous post it would be hard for me not to think he was transphobic and he was basically like i could see how some people would come to that conclusion and it's like that's not what what i mean then the, the next question is so are you admitting you're transphobic like that is the next question to someone who says that. I'm technically like, I did ask him that question, but it was actually in response to one of his other statements. Uh, but but yeah, no, like it's most people can't defend their beliefs, and that's why they still believe them. I have asked this person repeatedly to come on my podcast because <laughs> I just I'm like I just want to hear you out. I want to know why you think these things that you keep posting about. Because the thing that drives me crazy is frequently. These people don't, it's like they're allergic to context. Go research it yourself, bro. Yeah, no, exactly. But like a lot of these, they'll like post things and then I'll be like, hey, I couldn't help but notice your article is missing a lot of context. And I'll, but like, or like I'll notice it's missing context. I'll be like, why are you posting this without context? And it's just, it drives me crazy. It's like, like I said, like they're allergic to, to context they won't give it to you i mean that's probably true i think in general most people don't know why they believe the things they believe they can't defend why they believe things and that's what you're seeing there it's they agree for whatever reason whether it's like some kind of indoctrination of some sort or it's just whatever but most people they can't explain why they believe stuff maybe they You'll be lucky if they can even explain what they believe because, you know, what people believe is interesting, but why they believe it is way more important because why you believe things is like, that's the foundation for like how you're coming to more beliefs. So it's like, you know, that dude, I don't really, the context is interesting, but, like, I want to know what about what he's posting he believes, like, he agrees with or believes in, whatever you want to phrase it, and then why. So the why matters the most. It's like, I don't really care that someone believes that the moon landings are, ho- like, faked. I don't know why they still fucking believe that after, like, all these damn years. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care, you know, I don't care why that dude... Like, I care more about that dude who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband. Care about why he believed the things that got him to that position. Because we can kind of guess what he believes. 
Like, if mm-hmm. you, you don't have any context of why, like, I don't even know, like, you can't, like, you know, you can't understand them, you can't reach them, you can't really even have really good conversation. But in a lot of conversations, like I said, you know, people suck having conversations. You Hey, you can't get off, like, just get on the same page of definitions, like I said. But also, most people can't even tell you why they believe stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone has something, but a lot of times people are talking about like foundational parts of their fucking personality and their worldview that they can't even tell you why they believe it, let alone those, defend it. Those people know? need some ego death. I don't probably for a lot of them, but I think some people, like just for religion as an example, like you grow up as a fundamentalist Christian, you're like told not to question that stuff. You know, so you're, you're, that shrinks reasons why you can believe stuff when you can't question why you believe it, you know, like mm. you're like articulating cause it's, you know, I don't want straw man people, but I've heard things that comes down to stuff like the Bible. Well, why do you believe in the Bible? You know, why should I care about the, what the Bible has to say? Then that goes off another tangent that, you know, oftentimes that's circular, I believe in God because I believe in the Bible. Why do you believe in the Bible? Why do I believe in God? Mm-hmm. So it's this circular, you know, the secular, the cyclic, cyclic, cyclic um, reasoning that is like 100% fallacious. And they don't understand that it's fallacious. And that's what I'm saying is like when you do get an answer for those types of questions of like, and not just religion, that was just an example. A lot of times people have no idea why they believe stuff like mm-hmm. they've never thought about it um and i'm sure like i said i'm sure everyone has some stuff they don't know why they believe it but good good luck having like a conversation well you know they you believe know. it because someone told them that was really inspiring you know what you say that and it's funny because i got clearly an idiot um but a lot of times it's not just like inspiring. It's like a lot of those like people who believe, who think like some of these conspiracy theory ways are like super religious. They get into that like authoritative. I was told this. Oh yeah. You know, and I don't blame anyone for getting sucked into that, especially if you're raised religious, because that's what you're taught. And you, as a kid, there's some expectation of being able to believe what adults around you are telling you until you realize that's bullshit. Um, oh yeah. So. You know, so it, there's, I don't remember how we got on the topic, but yeah, it's. I don't either. Knowing how, why people believe things is way more interesting to me than like what they believe. You know, what they believe is necessary for that conversation to have, but understanding how people are coming to what I hope are rational beliefs, that's not the case most of the time. Especially you start getting people who like, crystal healing or whatever um you know why they believe these things because then you start deconstructing that and you start getting the confirmation bias and you start seeing uh flaws in the reasoning and logical fallacies and all that kind of stuff and you know if you're truly rational and you're truly trying to find you know something that approximates the truth of reality you know, you should be looking at that type of thing because that's just if you care about things that are true, you got to be able to change your mind based off of evidence and bad reasoning, based off bad 
based on identifying your bad reasoning for why you believe something. Don't believe things based on bad reasoning. So like that's interesting. So like I do think that like there might be a connection between you mentioned how like I, I the concept of not being able to question things is actually a concept that makes people more susceptible to like fascistic thinking. Yeah, because, because the key component, because like the key components to fascism is ultimately a nationalist, uh, a society based around national conformity under a unitary executive power, uh, which is the, the the most concise way I've figured out how to describe uh, fascism. And that's, um, I mean, that's, that's, it's some days you I wake up in this country and it feels like that's what people are saying they want. Like, yeah. oh, how dare you question the president? Or how? Well, yeah, da- I mean, yeah, that's where like the hypocritical side of most parties are. It's like, you know, I think John Stewart called out Bill O'Reilly for like bandwagoning for, uh, I guess it was like during Bush administration where people were criticizing his like invasion of other countries and wars and stuff. And then Obama comes around. Well, at the time, O'Reilly's like, stop criticizing him. He's the president. It's a war. Like, you know, just total, like, allegiance to the fucking man. And I guess John Stewart called him out for, like, doing the total opposite when Obama got in power. Of just, like, mm-hmm. when when Bush was doing this shit, you're like, we need to support him to, like, the nth level. And now that Obama's doing it, you're like, fuck that guy. Not a direct quote, clearly. <laughs> I mean, it's John Stewart, so it could be. A <laughs> it could have been something like that, uh, and I, and that's what I see is like people. It, everyone gets in their own like I don't know if you want to call it worldview, ideology, whatever, and they can't get out of it and be like a reasonable, rational person. It's like you know, people say Joe Biden sucks, and yes, he fucking does suck. I agree with you. You know what? He doesn't suck as much as the dude he ran against. You know, it's like you know. Do you telling me that Obama or Joe Biden or fucking Bill Clinton was a bad president? I'll probably agree with you on some levels, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. but you tell some of, you know, some of these other side, you know, Republican supporters, and it's like, they lose, they lose their mind that you criticize the president. And there's, yeah, well, there's that their fascist, president. their president, yeah. It's, but yeah, there's that fascism part of that as well as like, I think deep down inside, a lot of people just want to be told what to believe. True. And you know, all you got to do is get being told the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. And if you're already watching Fox News, you're already going down QAnon, anonymous shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. These are all places you can be told what to do or what to believe, you know, in the case of like Newsmax and Fox News, it's almost an authority guess, to some of these people. I guess. Do you think it's weird that when this guy became president, there were suddenly a bunch of new news networks that never existed before <laughs> to to just suck his butthole? Because that's a thing that happened. Yeah, can you imagine if that was like Obama and just like whole bunch of like weird ass news channels showed up for him i mean it's like yeah. it would never happen i mean and i don't you know obama did a bunch of shit that was bad you know it's like all these presidents kind of suck um mm-hmm. just some of them suck way 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 more and you know yeah we'll, we'll feel the lasting <laughs> impact of the trump administration for decades the thing that blows my mind like it 
it, reality doesn't even matter to the voting constituents, really, because like the thing that blows my mind is that like the Republican Party is able to cre- create whatever blatant falsehood they want. Yeah. Like like the whole like, oh, the Democrats are weak on illegal immigrants from the border. But like that that's the biggest lie ever told. They called Obama the deporter in chief because of how many illegal immigrants he deported. And 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 Joe Biden kept most of Trump's border policies in yeah. te- in place um with the exception of trying to unite people back with their kids other than that they still had all the same bullshit yeah and, and 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 both sides are full of shit because now we're not criticizing joe biden for the same things you criticize trump oh yeah and now the republicans aren't giving joe biden the credit for the things they thought trump did well so it's like this total, oh, yeah. like everyone's a partisan hack who can't get off their fucking bandwagon to really see, look at like the objective I, facts about things. Honestly, I know people do when they deserve it. Yeah. Well, that, I, like I got, I got really bad at some people on, on Facebook, like early in the Trump's or maybe I don't remember some, some, it was about Trump. Well, it's probably early into his campaign uh, presidency. And they're making like they're criticizing for how he's dressing. I'm like, I don't like dudes a train wreck. And this is what we're going to focus on. This is like when they focus on Obama wearing a goddamn brown suit that one time because they had nothing else to complain about. It's like this is borderline and ad hominem attack on this dude. When we don't need to be do- stooping to these like it, it serves no purpose to be like this dude dressed like shit, you know, like. Mm-hmm. This dude's also like transphobic, homophobic, racist piece of shit. And, but we're going to focus on, maniac, yeah. yeah, we're going to focus on that he wears suits that are too large with weird ass ties or whatever. It's like, you know, have some objectivity of like what fucking matters, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, maybe, maybe someone can make an argument that I would agree with eventually. But, at, you know, I see no like good reason to be wasting any time on that when there's such a train wreck everywhere else apparently like a lot of a lot of stuff is coming out from like behind the scenes and whatnot and from the sound of it like a lot of his administration was just him going oh well can we do that and and people just be like no that's illegal uh (laughs) like just over and over again and like like a lot of it was about the border like it like apparently he wanted like literal moats with like alligators in them and like he he was asking about just shooting people coming near the border, and they'd be like, "No, no, we can't do that." I mean, what do you expect from a dude who has like the think you know the the reasoning skills of a twelve year old that doesn't understand anything about how like the government works? You know, like and like you know, I'm not for like making it. I, anyone should really run for presidency and government office. I would even include felons most of the time. But man, there's like a test that they have to take to make sure they understand how government works before they actually get elected sound appealing on some levels. My rule would be no salespeople. If you ever worked in sales, you don't get to be president. That's, well, no, you don't get to be a politician if you work politician, in sales. Yeah, like, no, if you worked in sales, like, no, no, you know all the wrong techniques. You can't be here. <laughs> yeah. This would be, I mean, like, this would be like hiring, hiring salespeople to be politicians. It's like hiring pedophiles to drive buses for children, like school buses. Yeah, like that's how nonsense it is. Like, oh, what are the? Oh, we're we're so tired of politicians. Okay, who can we vote for? 
okay, well, let's vote for the only group of people less trustworthy than politicians. Yeah. Sales people! Yeah, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has pointed out the underrepresentation of, like, scientists and engineers and stuff, because it's, like, all lawyers and business people, and, you know, at least lawyers, I guess, understand some parts of the law that they they pretty much fucking pretend they don't when they go against precedent and shit like that, but, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Got one last like science question. Um, one last science question. What's a science fact you wish more people knew? Ah. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna give you a long answer again. So I, I I don't care about science facts. Science facts are things you like memorize in a book. I want people to understand how science works, which COVID, all of COVID proved that fucking no one does. You know, it's like it's shocking people, lack of understanding of probability in general. Probability and just the fact that the fact the fact that science is always changing and reevaluating, like people see that as a bad thing about science that's the way science is that's what makes science good you know if we were if we didn't like reevaluate things and learn new things and realize we were wrong we'd still be like hatching leeches to your like testicles and get like a infection or something you know but the whole covid thing of like you know wear a mask don't wear a mask or whatever bullshit that people are losing their mind over that you know the official people couldn't get straight it was a developing thing. That's how it's going to work 100% of the time. There's no way around it. You have science, and science is always changing and reevaluating to give you the best model and best answers possible. The fact that they were changing guidelines or whatever people are complaining about, I don't remember now, early on in COVID is 100% what it should have been happening. You know, and people just, people see like, oh, uh, what is it? Pluto or whatever is not a planet anymore. It's like, yeah, it was decla- it was reclassified based off of this argument and this evidence, blah, blah, blah. And people see that as a uh, problem when it's actually like one of the science's best attributes. You know, it's not like, you know, I hear a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm off in the weeds listening to like creationists and stuff complaining about science a lot. And it's not like religions that oftentimes don't change at all. I mean, there's exceptions, you know, Catholic Church just making shit up and stuff. But um, religions actually know. change a lot. I mean, a lot. Of, well, okay, but people don't perceive it as changing. Yeah, they they perceive like this it book's been around for, over hundreds of years. Yeah, and that's it. But people saw science in real time, and science moving very fast in real time. So they, they had no concept of the fact that we're changing guidelines, we're readjusting things is not only a good thing, but the thing that's supposed to be happening with science, you know, so. I think it scares old people. Science? No, the change happening so fast, because for many years, we've perpetuated this bullshit concept of like elder wisdom and superiority. But that's mostly because for generations, like if a guy lived to be 40, it was like, that guy's got to fucking know something to live to be 40 right now. But now anyone can live to be 40, practically. 
And, and a lot of them don't know anything. Uh, yeah, no, and like I, as someone who's worked in like both the insurance and like elder care uh, industries at different points in my life, I can tell you, old people are uh, frequently dumb as fuck. Um, That's and people in general is dumb as fuck. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. And, and those and, young, dumb and fuck people grow up to old, dumb as fuck like, people. The the big thing though, I think, is that science is change the every technology is changing the world faster than a lot of old people are comfortable with. Like when when we saw these social media people go and talk to like Congress and the Senate and stuff, it's fucking embarrassing some of the questions that they were asked um about how social media works. Um yeah. and like and like the internet in general. The thing uh, I the, the thing I don't and and like and like the the advice that old people a lot of advice that like older people give nowadays very outdated like almost useless sometimes well yeah don't ask them about like getting a good job or anything yeah um, no completely useless so, the thing the thing i get struggle... out there and beat the streets come on ask everywhere you know if they're hiring it's not they hate that now so you can work four jobs and still live in poverty because they're all shitty jobs um the other thing I have... Stop eating avocado toast. It's <laughs> my favorite. Um, the thing I, I, I kind of question about just how fast it's going is... I don't know. This could just be, like, my bias. But, like, you know, like, in one generation, we were, like, got cars and went to the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this isn't, like, I don't know. It could just because I'm in the moment now. Isn't, isn't that I, at least two generations, cars and moons? No. I think that's like cars, 30s, we, we had, moons, 60s. Well we, had, well, we had automobiles like in the in the late 1800s. Yeah, pro- okay, probably, but and they weren't widespread. But anyways, that's my, my point is, my point is we saw that like some of these older generations saw some serious changes, you know, Radios to televisions, airplanes that from fucking airplanes to spaceships to whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, there definitely seems I to think, be people that don't. I mean, people don't like change in general. That's for sure. But maybe there's something that people just get sick of it. I mean, I might be sick of it at this point. I don't know. I th- <laughs> I think I think old people just hate youth. Like, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Have you ever seen? Getting a lot of emails after this episode, bro. <laughs> I, I'm aiming for it, but like, have you have you ever seen the musical Bye Bye Birdie? No. Okay, so it's a musical written in like I don't know, like the 80s or something, but it takes place in the 50s. And there's this, and there's this, the famous song from it that I think is emblematic of society, which is "What's the matter with kids these days?" Which is a song about people in the 50s having a thing, singing a song about something that I swear to God, old people have been saying forever. Like, it's always, God damn these kids back in my day, it wouldn't have been like this. And it's just like, I mean, you're saying that, you're just old. I mean, I think that factors in some of that like they don't want to change stuff but i think the the opposite is also true that like uh you know the youth are constantly like saying shit about older people of they're out of touch you know like the 60s the hippies of the 60s are saying shitty stuff about like all their parents 
You're not and shady, parents, but most of their parents didn't have a high school education. I mean, I'm not sure how that's relevant, but uh, I'm just saying. I don't know. know. I, I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, if we're talking about like how much people know I and mean, people exponentially know more. I just think, I think personally now people don't know how to use all everything they know or Fair. could know. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I've just seen like a natural progression of like a constant back and forth of older people not understanding younger people and you know what they're doing as well as like younger people me like, okay, grandpa, you know, back in your day, you know, whatever, you know, because I, I even see a, somewhat of a gap between like, I work with a bunch of like 24 year old grad students right now. And I'm not, I'm not even 10 years older than them. But you know, there's definitely like, I don't say ageism, because that's not the right word. But there's definitely like, I just don't understand them. There's certain stuff about me they don't understand. I mean, I'm a weird dude. So that's probably could be other reasons. Maybe but like, I, I definitely don't understand like, I can't keep up with a bunch of the shit these people do. And I'm not talking like carding or anything. I'm just talking like the new apps, the new technology, like, you know, fucking up using zoom sometimes, you know, like, so I feel like there's always going to be like some kind of like generational or whatever gap between like older people, maybe not myself so much in this case, but like older generation being like, I just don't get it. And the newer generation be like, why the fuck don't you get this? I don't know. Snapchat is my thing that I don't get. No, I don't get that either. Like, I'm trying to use it. I ladies just... love the Snapchat. <laughs> don't be sending none of those dick pics, man. First of yeah. all, I have good etiquette. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, like, even... I have not been sending any dick pics on Snapchat. I know. Progress, people. I'm making progress. But uh, I will say that, like, when I think about the functionalities of Snapchat, I feel like it was made for sending dick pics. That's that's all I'm I saying. Mean, I mean, in the sense that uh, you don't save stuff, and if you do save it, it tells the other person. I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds like... Mm-hmm. I don't right. know. Like, I, I've never been, like... a taking i've never been someone who's taking like a bunch of photos but i'm gonna take a bunch of photos i feel like i should keep them yeah no exactly so i you uh, know but whatever i'm too ocd for throwing this stuff away uh so okay i gotta i gotta go but i want to ask you one question before we go which is you said you saw a black adam yeah what do you think it was cool. Like I knew nothing about it going in. Like I had no idea Hawkwing uh, Hawkwing was going to be Hawk in it. Or Hawkman, yeah, or whatever words. Um, I had no idea he was in it, or really what it was even about. Besides that, The Rock was in it, and it was some kind of comic book thing. But no, I thought it was cool. Um, a lot of people who knew way more about it than I did, so they're all geeking out. Though they got nice. some stuff wrong because they were trying to say Black Adam was a ripoff of. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Black Adam's not really a ripoff of anybody. Black Adam's from like forever ago. Yeah, they're trying to say it was a ripoff of that dude who Aquaman ripped off. Namor? Yeah, I didn't really get it either, but I didn't ask questions. I don't... <laughs> Why? Because they got pointy ears? 
I don't, I don't know. Maybe I misunderstood. That's what I thought they were saying, but because they're like, because they're kind of just violent. I, I don't know. I don't know what. No, that doesn't make any sense. Like, like I said, maybe I misunderstood, but I definitely didn't see a connection either. But it was also fact checked by someone else, and like, uh, the dates don't line up or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like Black Adam couldn't or ripped off one or the other or something. Like they, the, the dates mm-hmm. don't line up. So mm-hmm. even if that was like reasonably a possibility, the dates don't make it a, a possibility. Yeah. yeah, I guess maybe because they're just basically angry Superman. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I don't. I don't know a lot about either of them. So, well, Namor is 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 like Aquaman. If Aquaman was like, you know what, fuck humans, <laughs> I'm going to drown everybody. You know, with how many people hate Aquaman, he probably should be like that. <laughs> Everyone hates Aquaman. I don't. I don't. Hey, hey, oh, Jason Momoa's out here making people like Aquaman. So well, I'm no, he he was, yeah, he did a lot of good for the Aquaman cause, <laughs> at least for casual Aquaman fans. Mm, yeah. But all right, I'll see you later. All right, man, you have a good one. All right, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, uh, people. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. And please uh, do feel free to send those emails to rubenuncut at gmail.com. Do not find me and send me emails. You can send me all the angry emails. I'll make a whole episode about them. You should bring me back on for that episode. About That'd be a great episode. <laughs> send those angry emails. I bet I don't get any. Yeah. People are, I haven't angered anyone enough to make them go like, oh, I'm going to write him an angry email now. So far, nobody. I'm well, waiting. It's hard when you only have like three listeners. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I'll have you know that for the last seven, the last seven days, I, I had 20 unique listeners. And when I do an episode about Jordan Peterson, I get like 30 something unique listeners. <laughs> People really like to hear me complain about Jordan Peterson. I don't well, know. apparently you got to do more of that. I know, but I don't want to, I don't want to, don't want to saturate it. Don't want to make people think I'm all about Jordan Peterson. That'd be kind of hilarious, but yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I've I heard that I've heard that Jordan Peterson has a list of people who've been trolling him online, and my dream is to get on that list. Well, you got? Do you have a Twitter account? I do have a Twitter account. You gotta be like, get you a know, Ruben on Cut Twitter account and just like bomb the shit out of him. Oh, I I I always post the episodes to Twitter, and I actually I added him on one of them. Oh, you you definitely be hashtagging him into that or whatever the fuck you do on Twitter. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Listen Goodbye. to all his shows. Yes, listen to all of them. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>